Test one two one two. Checking those sound input levels. Listening to the sweet sweet music given out to us by one Mr. Stephen R. Ignoramus Esquire. Testing testing. Checking that stuff out. Got some people here hanging out, ready to go. I'm guessing we're gonna get some questions today. One two one two. Checking the sound. Checking the streams. Everything's streaming. Everything's looking good. And with that, I think it might almost be time to get ready and get started talking about some of this here. One, two, one, two. No, it is not, because we got to silence the phone. This is why we have intro music. One, two, one, two. It is time. Well, good Saturday, everybody here. We got a couple people hanging out here right at the beginning of the show. Looks like we've got the conservative patriot up in here. Glad to see you coming up here. Looks like the monitors are coming up here, which means that it may be time. I got the volume muted. I got myself on the screen and it is time to go. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Ed Talk. My name is Jay Edgar. For those of you who are new to this program, this is something I do every other week to take some time and give some back to the fans who sit back and watch my content, both live and after the fact on my other shows, especially contemporary where I don't really interact with the live chat as much as I should. 
If you are new here and you're over on Facebook, head on over to one of the links that is above you, above what you're watching right now, for either the YouTube, the DLive, or the Twitch, because that'll get you in and let you communicate with me through the live chat, because unfortunately, I can't see the live chat while we're sitting here talking if it comes from Facebook. I can see it from everybody else, but I can't see it from that one, so come on in here and check that out. So. New to the program, here's what we're gonna do. I am going to talk for one hour straight, which means at 6.38 central time, I will be popping off, unless you guys are really, really going at it, and then I might go for a little bit longer. But in that hour, I am going to maybe talk about the few things that I have up on the top here. Uh, when I swatted the hornet's nest yesterday, when I got on Twitter, and the mask mandates and opening things back up, and AOC and the Ted Yoho thing. Or maybe I'm not, because this is my time to sit here and read the live chat and answer the questions from you guys. So make sure you get some questions up in there, because this is your time. This is this is my time to you. This is my gift to the people who are goodly enough to watch this program. And I want to make sure that I take some time and give back to you guys. So I'm going to get the chat monitor up here as well. Thank you, Conservative Patriot, for coming by and checking us out here. And we are going to get started first with the topics that I have and then whatever you guys bring up to me as well. I had a bit of an interesting week. First off, I looked at a couple other things as we were going along uh, throughout just before I started. I don't know enough about what happened with Brett Favre and Donald Trump to talk about that because it was just breaking when we came in here. Welcome on in, Saint. Make sure you get some questions up in the live chat. Tell a friend, tell 10 friends, because I want to see if we can get to 20 people on this live stream. I want to see if we can get 20 people up here asking me questions, because that's what I look, that's what my Saturday is for you guys. So yeah, Brett Favre was apparently photographed with Donald Trump, and now everybody's wanting to run up and cancel Brett Favre, because oh my god, he could be, he was seen with the evil, evil orange man, and who gives a fuck? Brett Favre, hasn't been relevant to anything for how long has it been since I've been back from Massachusetts? Because that was Aaron Rodgers' first season. For 12 years, Brett Favre has not been relevant to anything. And yet, it's such an evil thing that three-quarters of the people that are commenting on this didn't even know who Brett Favre was. Up until we got all of this. Up until we saw this again today, they had forgotten about the guy. Now, I hadn't forgotten about him because I was a big Packer fan before they crossed the line and the entire NFL became dead to me. I was a huge Packer fan before that, but at some point, yeah, I just don't give a fuck anymore. And I, once again, I don't know why he's relevant, why this is relevant, why the hell he was even golfing with the president, but he can do whatever the hell he wants. And of course, they're all pissed off because Trump is golfing again. There's a pandemic going on and he's golfing again. How many people have been photographed with Trump? Shun them all. Yeah, let's even go back and reach back before the presidency. Everybody who's ever been photographed with the president. That means we won't have to deal with Al Sharpton anymore. We won't have to deal, who else won't we have to deal with? Donna Brazile, we'll never have to deal with her anymore. The Clintons, we'll never have to deal with the Clintons again because they've been photographed with Trump. Hey, that would be a good way to get rid of Osama bin Laden. Oh wait, Barack Obama already did that, or so he claimed. I still, I know people that don't believe that uh, Osama bin Laden is dead. But yes, think of all the other people that have been photographed. But hell, we'll get rid of George W. Bush. Fuck that guy. We'll get him right out of there. 
we'll get him right out of the news here. It looks like we got some hellos going on here. Thanks for the question, uh, Sergeant Peterson. Guten Abend. I don't know that one, unfortunately. My German is a little bit rusty here because I haven't used it since I was 22. I have no, I've had no reason to speak German since I was 22, so I haven't used it, and I don't know what it is. Anyway, I want to talk just a bit about something that happened to me yesterday while I was over on Twitter. Now, of course, it was pretty benign, and it fizzled out pretty quick. He owns the golf course, and he pays for it out of his pocket. Oh, but he's racking up all this cost to the government. He's charging the government, so the Secret Service... The Secret Service can stay there. He Think of all the money he's making the government pay him. They are not paying full service and full rate for a five-star hotel. Yes, he is recouping some costs so he can pay the employees that are out there. Yes, that happens. But trust me, the Secret Service is not paying full cost to stay at a Trump hotel, to stay at a five-star hotel in Florida on a golf course. Trust me on that. They are not paying that. So, no, whatever that is, is a gift. And uh, Yeah, okay. He's charging for a good or service. He can't exactly give that away to the government. I wouldn't give that away to the government. I don't give a damn how much. Guten Abend is good evening. Oh, well, thank you. I, yeah, I didn't know that one. No. He doesn't pay, yeah, well, I mean, he does pay for some of it out of his pocket, but yeah, of course, the Secret Service, the government, the government has to pay to get uh, the Secret Service housed, and I'm not big on whataboutism by any stretch of the imagination, don't get me wrong on that, and I try to avoid it every time I can, but this is one special instance where I can do some whataboutism, because what about all the times that Barack Obama went golfing? Everybody seems to forget that Barack Obama was golfing all the time, if you listen to any of the right-wing media now. I didn't see the records. I don't know if he was golfing all the time. I know he was on the golf course and photographed a lot on there, but I don't know if he was on there all the time. I have no idea. But think about what the Secret Service had to do for that. Or any diplomatic mission. Or any other time the president's gone overseas. Or any time he went back home to New York uh, City, when he still lived in New York City. And yeah, the conservative patriot points out all the vacations he took. You don't think the president is staying in some cheap, crappy, one-star Motel 6, is he? No. He is paying top dollar with no-bid contracts at five-star hotels. No-bid contracts with the government are the reason that they spend so much. Well, because they have to clear out their budget. They actually, There are laws written in where they have to spend everything that's allocated out for them. So that's where you see $5,000 porcelain toilets going into the White House. It's no-bid contracts. And yeah, conservative patriot is absolutely 100% right. Because you're not going to see the president stay in a Motel 6. I don't care how bad it gets. I mean, hell, if I was the president, I'd probably stay in a Motel 6 just to get them, uh, get them up and give a little bit of relief to the government. I'm sure that all the five-star hotels would want to have me in there, but that'd be an emoluments, especially if I was going overseas. But, yeah, if I was the president, I would stay as cheaply as possible, no matter what. And I'm a simple guy. I'm a country guy from northern Wisconsin. I don't need to stay in some five-star hotel. I've never stayed in a five-star hotel. I don't think I've stayed in a four-star hotel. He had an entire carrier group shadow him for a tour of Asia. Yeah, I didn't know that one. I'll, I'm going to have to look into that one because I can't vet or verify that one right on the, on the air. 
Obama was a failure. Um, C minus to D plus. See, I'm objective when it comes to presidency. I know that I know that there's a lot of uh, my team, their team, all this other stuff going on here. I am very objective when it comes to the presidency, and I was excited to vote for Trump the first time. I really was because it was something new. We didn't have anything else to go on, and he made it okay for other people to come up and run. I was excited for that the first time. I'm not going to do it the second time because of the uh, uh, because of the Patriot Act. I am absolutely not voting for Trump the second time. He signed a law that breaks the Fourth Amendment. He put it back up into law, and I'm not voting for him again. But for the most part, up until that point, and really up until the coronavirus, and even after the coronavirus, it was it was a C-plus presidency. He got a lot of stuff done that he said he was going to. He caused a lot of drama because of it. It was, it was definitely a C-plus presidency. After the coronavirus, I would downgrade it to C-minus, and Barack Obama hovered the line over C-minus to D-plus. He got a lot of things done. He moved race relations. For the first part of his presidency, he moved race relations forward. Of course, he trashed that in the end of it and decided to sow some more divisions so he could try to get Democrats elected forever and ever again. But, yeah, he wasn't a failure as a president. D-plus at the worst, I would think. Let's see. It's not about you. It's about the flaming Cheeto known as Trump's wig. <laughs> I like that. It's only president. If you think he isn't doing enough, he's doing a perfect job. Yeah, that's true. And the president is not supposed to have the kind of power that the president has. He is absolutely 100% not supposed to be this king-like figure that they foisted onto Obama and then panicked the fuck out of when they realized that somebody that they didn't like or somebody that actually has dirt on them, which I still think is part of the reason they're trying to get him out of there, ascended to that same level of power. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you don't think he's doing enough, he's doing a perfect job. Absolutely. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. That's what JFK said, and that's been something that I've really strongly believed, especially after I lived in that bastard state. I looked at the what, what the government did for people in a hugely progressive state and realized that, no, it's not about that. It's about what we can do for the country and the other people. Sergeant Peterson says, I am a hotel snob. I am sorry to hear that because once you get up into that uh, up into that high-ranking stuff, it is hard to go back to some of the low-ranking stuff. Funny story out of my dating life from years and years ago. Uh, what was it? Yeah, it was right before I turned 30. I was dating a 20-year-old. And she didn't really exactly want to tell her parents that she was dating somebody 10 years older than her. And she, at the time, still lived with her parents. So I went down to see her. She lived in Illinois. I went down to see her a couple times. The first time, it actually I, it wasn't a four-star. It was like a three-star, but it was a good three-star hotel we stayed in for the first time. We hung out and ate takeout. And I don't really think you guys need to know any more of the details after what happened after that. But you're adults. You know what goes on with that kind of thing. And it was a it was a nice place. It was awesome place. I got a nice continental breakfast afterwards. Uh, when she went back uh, when she went back home afterwards, um, nice continental breakfast. Good checkout. The room was spotless, clean. It was wonderful. It was a great hotel. For a five dollar difference, the next time I went down, I went to the one across the street. She had booked it the first time. I booked uh, one across the street the second time. The same rating, three star. But, I, I mean, 
when I went into that one, the walls were all nasty teal, dark teal. The furniture was crap. It was a much smaller room for this, uh, about $5 less, like considerably smaller. The baseboards were showing, and my at-the-time girlfriend said that it looked like a murder hotel. So, yeah, that's that's my hotel story. And that's my also my story about what happens when uh, when you get your expectations up too high and going. And this the place was like right across the street from the other one. So, all right, let's see what else do we got going on here. I like to see every single one of those swamp creatures uh, swinging from a short rope. I disavow. I would like to see them retire and then live long, happy lives and die of natural causes. Susan Ojiski. I want that on the record, that that is, that is what I believe, and that's what I want to see as well. Alright, anyway. So, what happened on Friday? Let's go back into that. So, I uh, believe the account is Stonyfield. I could probably go back through all the notifications, which are still pouring in at this point. Had posted something very demeaning about uh, Trump and Inhofe. Now, I remember... I am old enough to remember, because I'm more than four years old, hell, almost all of my nieces and nephews at this point are old enough to remember, a time when the Democrat Party, the left, and people who were members of the Democrat Party and the left in this country had a staunch, strict anti-bullying policy. Michelle Obama was on TV constantly trying to end the bullying in school. It was an anti-bullying party. That was one of the biggest planks of their uh, platform was anti-bullying. They were the party that had the monopoly on tolerance. The monopoly. We are the only people that can be tolerant. Nobody else can be tolerant. We are tolerance. We are the best. We will accept anybody the way that they are. So when I saw this particular post talking about uh, President Trump in Hof, very degraded, and I can't look. I can't go back and look at the original post because I am blocked by the guy. I just put one word underneath his status. In quotation marks, I put tolerance. Gabe, I'm older than eleven years old. I know what you're doing there. Come on. Come on. Christ, I used to do that one in middle school. All right, anyway. So I put tolerance out there, and I pissed a lot of people off. I pissed a ton of people off. No, Gabe, I know that one. In fact, uh, a girl that I used to hang out with, I didn't date her, but uh, I hung out with her because I went to the bar that she worked at. Um, all the time, and then hung out with her a couple times outside of the bar as well. But uh, when she was graduating college and didn't care anymore, and it was the undergraduate degree, she actually went on to become a doctor. But uh, when she was doing the undergraduate on her last week of uh, her last week of undergraduate, she walked around in a T-shirt that said "Sofa King Drunk," and got dirty looks from every one of her teachers as she went around. So yeah, I know that one. Getting bullied builds character. Yeah, absolutely does, and I. I was a victim of it when I was younger. You know, the wavy hair, which is starting to get a little bit out of hand right now. I need to probably go and get that cut again or decide if I'm actually going to grow it out for charity, which I pushed out on uh, earlier on a couple months ago when I decided that uh, 
it was time. It was four months in and it was time to go and get it cut, which was also right before I was going to Florida. So I didn't want to have that long hair going onto the, uh, going into that humidity, but that's uh, another story for another time. But yeah, glasses, not from one of the, uh, main families of the, uh, of the small town I grew up in. I don't want to give that up right away as well, but not being from one of the main families of the small town I grew up in, I got bullied all the time when I was younger. And I mean, here, I can attest it does build character. You're absolutely right, Sergeant Peterson. I like uh, like what you said there. Anyway, so yeah, once I said tolerance underneath there, I, I unleashed a hornet's nest on me, over a hundred notifications over the next two hours. And I still get a couple notifications here and there from it. I think that's what the ones that are sitting up on my Twitter are right now is probably a couple more people. Maybe it's people sharing this video. I would really appreciate that if you did. But uh, if you were on uh, Twitter or Periscope and you shared this out, this would be awesome for you guys. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Over 100 notifications, 30 comments on the one post. And then I made one comment and I got probably another 34 or 40 comments on the other one there. Of people just pissed off over the fact that I had said tolerance. Well, we don't have to be tolerant because evil orange man is intolerant. He's a bully. We don't have to be tolerant anymore. We don't have to tolerate intolerance. And there was some sort of paradox that they kept going up here. That scandal man, uh, clan mentality never really left you. Wisconsin and Minnesota, or Minnesota did it. What do you? Uh, I don't quite follow what you're saying there, Saint. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so yeah, these guys are just piling on here. Whoa, we don't have to be tolerant because evil Donald Trump, he's not tolerant. And Jim Inhofe is an asshole. We don't have to tolerate tolerance. And if people tolerated to intolerance, then, then we'll get Nazi Germany because that's what they did in Nazi Germany is they tolerated Adolf Hitler's intolerance. I got... For like three or four hours, they were just piling on there. And I mean, what I saw coming out of that comment section, that's a campaign ad right there for Trump. Because these people are completely off the fucking rails at this point. They are fighting so angrily, so dirty, and going back, proving how much of hypocrites that they are on every single little thing that they tried to push down and cram down our throats during the Obama administration. It is disgusting what these people are doing. It is 100% absolutely disgusting the way that these people are going out, treating other people, acting towards each other, and doing everything that they can, like I said, to pull Donald Trump out. This is this is what they think the next generation is going to be. And like I say, I mean, it wasn't a huge thing. It was only, what, 30 comments that I got out of the whole thing. But it's just, it was a disgusting show of what people think that tolerance is. And I, I'm glad I got to witness it. I uh, reposted it and I retweeted it out for a couple uh, people, other people to come out and see this. But just the piling, and then for the next three or four hours and even up still in the day, it's, Likes and everything coming. I thought I muted that. What the hell? Well, it was a job alert, but anyway. Well, I guess you guys are going to hear what my text tone is because I bet you I get some more job alerts before the end of the hour here. Um, anyway, going on with this, of course. Yeah, for the next day, really, it's just been nothing but people coming in, looking at the comments of this and sniffing each other's farts. Oh, well, he's, he bullied the guy. 
that supports evil. And they think I support Donald Trump on top of it. They think I support the president. And they're coming in and bullying me because the president bullies people. We're going to be intolerant for that. And you're an evil orange man enabler. And what was the other one that he said? There was another one that stuck in my mind and I can't think of it right now, which is an oxymoron in and of itself. But yeah, that is just absolute 100% top level campaign ad. Uh, Scandinavian culture revolved around a clan system. Large, powerful clans became large, well-known families in the U.S. Well, it wasn't really a large, well-known family. In... You've driven through where I grew up, and I know because we've talked about it here before, and you've seen how small some of these towns are. So, yeah, when one specific family amasses that level of volume in a town of 2,000 people, yeah, no, they're going to be the ones in control, and the people that aren't of that family, like myself and my best, my late uh, best friend growing up that weren't of that family, they're the ones that are going to get pushed around. And that's part of the reason I got up out of there. Part of the reason, too, is because for the most part, the jobs were fairly well dried up and I was going to have to move if I needed jobs anywhere. So I wanted a head start and I wanted to see what it was like to live in a city. I hadn't never done it before in my life. I wanted to see what it was like. Fact check, it sucks. Blind fear, land of the uh, land of the fee. I like that. I almost said land of the free, land of the fee. I That's a good one. Oh, somebody should make a meme out of that and spread it around the internet. And I'm somebody. Yeah, that's me. I'm gonna do that. So anyway, yeah, that's what happened with that whole thing. It was just a fucking rigmarole of a rest, uh, mess. And yeah, of course everybody else, because this guy that blocked me, he had like. 100,000 followers, which I can't believe he noticed one little comment that was in there, but it was the one that triggered everybody. They were pissed on that. And, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh, those smarts, those smarts smell so good. Oh, these people are so great. These are my people. Let's jump on and bully this guy even more. Yeah. Well, I would have loved to see what you would have been saying to people that would have done that three years ago, four years ago, because you would have been making PSAs about them, saying bullying is wrong. It's never acceptable to bully anybody. And of course, you know, my profile, I haven't changed my profile picture from when I grew the beard or when I lost the weight. So I'm still up like this with a little bit of a neck chin out there. And because, uh, yeah, I definitely had a double chin at one point there. And they were pointing out, they were calling me fat. And, you know, that used to be not accepted on the left either. Body shaming was not accepted at the time, but it is now because evil orange man these people are out of their minds. They're out of their fucking minds. Oh, hi, Blind Fear. The Everybody Gets a Participation Trophy generation. Yeah, that's... Well, no, I don't think it was even that. I looked like even a lot of the people that were up there were a bunch of uh, boomers and Gen Xers, too, just judging from profile pictures of the people that had them. But, of course, yeah, you're right. There were a bunch of people that were behind anime pictures and pictures of... Uh, vehicles and stuff like that because they couldn't be and fake names because they couldn't be bothered to uh show their faces because somebody might go after them for bullying or do something else with them it's your regular twitter thing it's your regular but yeah it was it was hilarious and disgusting all at the same time so that's what i have on that uh if you guys want to go over to my uh twitter profile that's ed's blog twitter with the one in place of the eye and go have a look back through i mean I've got the couple of retweets in there. Plus, you can go back through the tweets and replies. I've got a couple in there. You could just see. You can follow the thread back up. You're probably not blocked by the guy, but you can follow the thread back up and come up and see where it started from the beginning. 
and just see these people melt down over one little word that they preached four years ago. You can't bully people, so they dehuman or so they dehumanizing us. It's okay. Well, yeah, that's one of the things too, and that's part of the reason that I pointed that out is because the just it's the dehumanizing that comes out of it. And I've talked about this on Twitter before, and it's it's right before the dehumanization or right after the dehumanization, the boxcars come. And I do think that I don't think they understand what they're thinking of, but yes, they do. I do truly believe that a lot of the extremists that are over on Twitter, and it's not everybody on the left. I want to give you that right off the bat. It is not everybody on the left. But it's the ones that are the loudest and the most vocal over on Twitter do believe that the world would be a better place if they took the time and they put all the Republicans into boxcars and took them to either camps where they get re-educated or camps where they learn how to concentrate. I have to kind of tiptoe around that word too because Wojcicki will uh, snap me for that one as well. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the dehumanizing. We saw it in 1930s Germany. They were dehumanizing one particular group of people. And then all of a sudden they were all disappearing from regular society or coming over here because they knew what was going on. So yeah, Sergeant Peterson, you are absolutely 100% right. That is exactly what it's going to be in. It's something that we need to watch for. We're coming on to the point of a hot civil war. If we're not there, we're on the precipice of it. And nothing says that more than all the bullshit that's going on over in Portland that the mainstream media refuses to talk about because it doesn't fit their narrative. That is the biggest fear of me right now because if they're kicking out... Uh, if they're telling the federal government that they have no business in the city of Portland, even though they have property in the city, if they say, no, that's not your property anymore, we're going to annex that at this point, we're on level Antietam levels of stuff. Like, this is what they did after the CSA uh, seceded and habeas corpus went away and peaceful secession became outlawed and the federal government went back and said fuck you we're taking this back i saw an instagram post today it was uh one of some girl's instagram story they actually believe that the sole the only reason that there was a civil war there was the only reason for it and shapiro fucking throws this out there too that the main reason, the only reason that there was a civil war is because of slavery. No, that's not true. Slavery was a reason for the civil war, but it was a footnote compared to the fact that all the states in the south, from Texas on over to Florida, formed an independent sovereign nation. And then the U.S. federal government came and invaded it and said, nope, we want this back. You're not allowed to do that. And that's the indoctrination that they're trying to make because everything is about race at this point. I don't know if you guys watched uh, Call Me Ignorant, uh, what was it, probably earlier on the week when he had that uh, progressive guy on and they were having the debate, then yeah. All of slavery, according to that guy, has only, it's, it's race and it's only race. So that's the only thing that they have going for them and that's the only thing that slavery was about. Completely going outside all the points that uh, Stephen was bringing up in that, that fact that there wasn't any race that went along, well there was, but what started the institution had nothing to do with race. So, yeah, there's... I could go completely down a different avenue over what started the Civil War. 
But I want to talk about some other things here before we go, unless you guys want to have me talk about some other things. Guys, like I said, keep the live chat going and get more people in here because this is your hour. So I will talk about whatever you guys want me to talk about. But until the live stream catches up and you guys uh, get the message again here, I want to talk a bit about the mask mandates that are coming down throughout everything. And I'm going to talk a bit about uh, schools when I come along with this. But for the most part, what's going on around me specifically and how the state government of Wisconsin sidestepped the legislature. So, where I live in this county, Rock County, I doxed myself that close already, there is no mask mandate. The chairman of the county tried, he failed. He tried to get it pushed through the uh, county board and he failed miserably because they said no. Because a lot of the people in this county are out in the rural areas and they don't want to deal with this shit. But very shortly after they did, in lockstep, almost as if it was coordinated, every single business in the area decided that it was time for them to come up and say, well, you, thou shalt not enter unless thou, are, thou art wearing a mask. And that's everywhere I go at this point. There are only a handful of places that I can go that I'm not required to wear a mask if I want to enter in with the business. At which point I have to decide. And it was easier before. Like, when they first started all of this, uh, Menards, a local home improvement store chain in the area, well, in the state and then the surrounding states as well, uh, they put a company-wide mask mandate in. With that company-wide mask mandate, you had is in order to enter the store, you had to be wearing some sort of face covering, and that's where I actually that's where I got the only mask that I have from. Is it was a dollar mask that I got from uh, one of the Menards I stopped in when I decided that I wanted to garden, and picked up seeds to do so. And I've been using the shit out of that for the beginning, but I never had to use it before because you know I I avoided menards like the plague and there were a couple others that i also avoided because i knew that they had mask mandates for the most part with the company mask mandates and i do support company mask mandates i actually i am in favor of companies doing that because at that point i have the choice as to whether i want to wear the mask or do business with the company and that company will not get my money if they enforce the mask mandate but in a very coordinated effort the Woodman's, the Festival Foods, the Low or the Home Depot, the Ace Hardware, the Walmart, even though I don't go there, all came together and said, no, that's not going to be the case anymore. On the same day, and actually the other grocery store that's close to me in my small town did the same thing. On the same day, they all mandated officially that mask wearing was going to be required instantly. In a coordinated effort, almost like when Alex Jones got banned off of uh, Twitter and every other platform in the world. In a coordinated effort, they all just kind of swooped down all in together, which tells me that there was some other driving force behind that. Like I said, Tony Evers got his ass handed to him earlier on in the uh, early on in the year when he tried to push more of a lockdown mandate than he was allowed to by our state's constitution. Our legislature stepped in and said, "Uh, uh, 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 uh thou shalt not." And Tony Evers said, no, nope, I'm going to do it. And then they took it up to the Supreme Court, uh, state Supreme Court, in which the state Supreme Court read the Constitution, found the tyranny clause in our state's Constitution that said that the governor only had 60 days to push any sort of mandate without legislation in there. 
he had passed the 60 days, his uh, next uh, order was set to go into day 75, and the Supreme Court said, no, if you want this to happen, you need to get the legislature to do it, and the legislature told him to get fucked. So, Tony Ebers at this point can no longer come out and say, no, you will do what I say, and I will bypass the legislature. He he knows better than to do that because he's going to go right back. They're going to go right back up to the Supreme Court, and he's going to get his ass shot down again. But, yeah, it was just all of a sudden, every single store in the area, I don't know if Target does or not. Like I said, I don't go to Walmart, so I have no idea what they're going to do, and I have no intention to find out what they're going to do. Um, I'm sorry, Batuhan, I can't read that because I don't read the language that you speak. It looks like an interesting language, but I don't read that language, unfortunately. I apologize. Anybody else that reads that language could feel free to translate for me, but I don't read that language. I'm sorry. So, oh, hello. Anyway, so I went to Woodman's on Tuesday after work because I wanted to get some uh, get some vegetables. I had plenty of meat, but I was out of vegetables. The uh, meat store that I go to, the butcher shop that I go to, doesn't require a mask. And they're getting a lot more of my business suddenly. A little culture. Okay. Uh, the butcher shop that I go to doesn't require a mask, and they're getting a lot more of my business at this point. That's where I was going with that before uh, that came in. The Constitution says uh, can I read that? Is Wojcicki gonna throw me off the air if I read that? Show of hands. Uh Batuhan, I'm talking to the audience in general, so Yeah, I'm going to read it. Fuck it. I'm already pissed at Wojcicki. The Constitution says thou shalt give Israel hellfire missiles. Those of you on YouTube, if you see my stream disappear, you'll know why. Anyway, so, um, going on with that anyway. So I went over to Woodman's on Tuesday to go get some vegetables. I'm doing low carb and that's staples of my diet are meat and vegetables. So I went over, I got some broccoli and some other various vegetables and a couple other little staples that I needed around the house. And they do have a mask mandate at this point. And I'm used to because that's usually the day I go grocery shopping for the little stuff. I'll go over to the meat store on Monday because they're closed by the time I get out of work. But I can go to Woodman's anytime and I can go, they're open till midnight. Do you know at a Turk, I don't unfortunately research if you don't know maybe like turkish people mm, i don't know no uh too much about turkey i know that uh czn barak is a food account that i follow on instagram and i enjoy his cooking i enjoy his uh cook-up videos i think they're very interesting i would like to go over there at some point and go eat at his restaurant because everything that he cooks looks 100 percent delicious and i would like to go and uh, check that out uh, your culture thrives, but the Constitution doesn't mention Hellfire missiles to Turkey. Oh, I like that. So anyway, I want to get back onto this point here before I get uh, sidetracked by the live chat. Thanks, you guys, for coming in But uh, about that. 
So I went over to Woodman's to get stuff. Now I'm I'm used to, like I said, I'm used to going over there on a Tuesday. I usually know about what kind of volume is going to be in that store on a Tuesday uh, evening. And it's actually usually pretty full. But when I went in there this past Tuesday, actually I think it was, was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday, I'm sorry. Yeah, on a Wednesday evening, I went in there because I watched uh, the Beauty and the Beta Call-In show afterwards. So it was Wednesday, because Tuesday I came home and played video games for you guys. Thank you, Popcorn Player, for those of you on the other uh, platforms that can't see the DLive stickers. That was a uh, American flag sticker. Thank you. So I went in there on a Wednesday. Since when was their old English used in the Constitution? I don't know. Your country is very well managed. Now, we don't need management in this country. We have a constitution that says the government should leave us alone, and the government forgets the fact that that's in there. Anyway, so going into Woodman's on a Wednesday night, expecting about a, it's usually about a two-thirds volume. So you got to park by that point in the back, backest rows. You're going to be pretty uh, crowded in there at this point. I got front row parking. I got front row parking at Woodman's on a Wednesday night when it's usually two-thirds of the way full because as soon as they put that mask mandate on there, nobody wants to go there anymore. I went over to the local grocery store on a Saturday afternoon, also usually about two-thirds full on a Saturday afternoon. Four cars in the parking lot because they put their mask mandate in on Friday. Four cars in the parking lot. The Ace Hardware that I went to go over and get grill supplies from after I got the uh, Lieutenant Dan grill, which I posted a picture of that in the GenGap server, and I'll probably do it again. The Lieutenant Dan grill, because it's got no legs. I went over to get some grilling supplies to go up with that. And that's a small store, but still, it was pretty packed on... Uh, on that next day after I went over there to go uh, get grill supplies out of there. I went there today. Two people in the store. On a Saturday afternoon. When people are doing home repair projects. Two people in the store. Because they have a mask mandate. I went over to the butcher shop. Full. Parking lot full. 100% full. And they don't have a mask mandate. Which I don't know when I'm going to go buy my meat at this point. Because if they're going to stay full like that as well, it's going to be hard. And that's a tiny-ass place too. So let's see. What else do we got here? Uh, why is this friend talking empty? I'm talking about an uh, empty parking lot. The Washington Governor just put restrictions back on us due to COVID spikes. Oh, you're in Washington. Well, and that's the thing too. You're going to have COVID spikes. They're not going to tell you why you have COVID spikes, but we all know why you have uh, COVID spikes. You have COVID spikes because your people were standing shoulder to shoulder and protesting for days and days on end. They were not social distancing in, in the chop. Hell, they were raping, raping each other left and right in the chop. Back and forth, left and right, they were doing that all over the place. They, didn't, they weren't social distancing to do that. They were shooting each other. Shoulder to shoulder, trying to garden, trying to figure out a garden. And they're wondering why there were COVID spikes. And nobody was wearing a mask either, so don't give me that bullshit either. And yes, you're sitting up on COVID spikes. This whole George Floyd thing 
really does feel very engineered to me. It absolutely does. It feels like they were trying to get, because, I mean, the recovery was coming. And all of a sudden, now we're seeing spikes up across the country. And one of the worst spikes we saw was in Florida. I talked a bit about this uh, yesterday on Contemporary. We had this massive spike in Florida where the president had just announced that he was going to move the RNC to, and now he canceled the RNC. So, hey, maybe we can go back to fucking work because the RNC is canceled. Maybe not because they got to keep the panic up. Otherwise, the president might have a fucking rally. So, let's uh, catch up with some chat here. Looks like uh, Batuan Aka uh, 67 says, brought here. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Uh, Grandmaster UV, that's a new name in here. Uh, what's up? I'm a Christian pastor from Southern Texas. Lamping Lexus. I don't know what that last part means. I'm sorry. Uh, Saint says, I got to take off. Catch you later. Take care, Saint. I might pop into my live chat or my voice chat in my Discord server or the GenGap Discord server, one of the two, a little bit later on. So I hope I catch you there. Uh, Batuhan says, like a curfew. Still not following what you're saying here. I'm sorry. I, uh, Grandmaster UV says, I'm a Christian Katie from Karenland. Hmm. Not sure what that means either. I'm sorry. Uh, Batuhan Akkad, 67K, came here to talk sweetly, but. Popcorn Players is not just protesting. They took over six blocks of Seattle. But don't forget, Popcorn, that was a peaceful protest. I got my soul shining like a diamond through the rough, though. I like that. That's very poetic. Uh, Senior the Mirabalar, give me a flag. I think I'm on in. Grandmaster UV says, what's up, or what's up, Turkish flag dude? How we doing? Uh... Senior Mira Balar says Turkey, but in Turkish. Popcorn Player says we had a pro-Trump rally here, but permitted it as a protest. Nice. I like that. They denied the original rally protest. That's using your freedom of speech right there. It looks like we've got some chat going here, so I'm going to go a little bit longer. I know I said I was going to start winding down at about uh, 638, but uh, we're going to keep going. Because if, if you guys are going to keep talking to me, I'm going to keep going. Looks like I've got 11 people up in the live chat right now across all the platforms. So, yeah, if you guys keep it going, I'll keep going till 7. So keep it up going. Uh, did you get a bagel at the chop zone? I went to the chop and saw it for myself, or and seen it for myself. Ooh, how was that? I know Stephen Ignoramus was talking about the fact that he wanted to run up there and go up there, and I said I would go with him if he did, and he never wound up going because it fizzled out too quickly, and... Neither one of us could pull together the planning to do so. But yeah, I would have loved to go up there as well. I kind of want to run out to Portland and see the shit that they have going out there. 59 days of protest. 59 days. Did you get a bagel of the chop zone? I don't really follow what the reference is to the bagel at the chop zone. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, they were really popular for whatever reason. Uh, you guys might have to clue me in on that one because I don't know what's uh, what's going on with that. Anyway, yeah, that was my thing with uh, the mask as well. Is, I mean, the people around here aren't going to stand for it. They don't want to do business with places that tell them you must wear the mask. And I mean, it was about 50-50 before that. Now, the Woodman's is entertaining because they've actually got signage out front that says, you are required to wear a mask to enter the building. But please, don't 
take it into your own hands if somebody's not wearing a mask. We're well aware if somebody's not wearing a mask and we will come and tell you don't have to tell management. So they're already in damage control on this already. They know they're going to start losing all kinds of business and they know this is going to be detrimental to them. Uh, let's see, see. I heard they were one of the only places open in the zone. I saw it on the news with my girlfriend when it happened. It was a shit show, homeless everywhere, graffiti and trash everywhere, lots of needles. It was disgusting. Aren't there a lot of needles out there anywhere? Uh, you've never seen Turkey in your life, Turkish power. Yeah, enjoy that. Sounds rough. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Turkey if it's not a war-torn, ravaged uh, battle zone at the time that I go over there, which is about a 50-50 shot given what that history says. That's that's a country that's been in conflict for a while. Everybody wants that because it's a massive shipping route. Let's see. There was another food truck there, and they were grilling on the baseball diamond. They also had a couple of gardens and free food booths. Interesting. That's an interesting idea. And, of course, we've got the people in here that just want to disrupt the chat as well. I can read the chat. You guys aren't going fast enough for me to, to disrupt it, but... Right, anyway, yeah, no, we know. So anyway, yeah, that's what I had on the mask. And I mean, there are a couple other things going on there. I know we're going to talk on Monday about the uh, the misdemeanor for not wearing a mask in Indiana because my wonderful co-host is from uh, Indiana. Uh, Oli Orange Juice, Canada sucks. Canada's a nice place. I've been there once. I'm sure that not all parts of Canada are nice. I bet you I wouldn't like being in downtown Toronto after 10 p.m. because somebody might forget to thank me if I bump into them. Seattle's nothing but homeless and needles. It's unfortunate. As a kid, it was the best place to go. Are you, I mean, do you live in uh, Seattle itself? Or do you, I mean, do you live in um, eastern Washington at all? Like up closer to uh, Idaho? I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, I would have loved to come up and just see what the Chaz was because they were trying. Oh, those are interesting stickers. Yeah, that'll be a nice way to, uh, to trigger the Turkish people. Anyway, yeah, that's another rolling out, uh, the guidelines for opening up the schools, which I knew they were going to do because there was no way in hell government agencies were going to go out there and let these kids go without their government mandated indoctrination or be able to go and do it at home. There was no way that they were going to do any of that. I live on, uh, well, I'm not going to say that out loud on the air. Okay. If you're okay with me saying that on the air, I'll uh, go ahead and read that. I'll, I live on Whidbey Island, about an hour and a half north of Seattle, where the Navy base is. Oh, there's a lot. I don't know any really any geography west of the uh, Mississippi. A little bit into Minnesota, and a little bit up into uh, North Dakota a little bit. 
but for and a little bit of Arizona ironically but I flew there and I didn't uh, get to drive and find the yeah I know nothing almost about geography from that region of the country so yeah anything else that you can come out here uh no I'll, I'll just let him get it out there it's it's no big deal out of it. I'm pretty free speech in this chat. So, yeah, I'll let you guys, you know, he'll, he can sit there and cry it out. That's fine. I'm sure Helton would have uh, timed him out if uh, he was in here, but it doesn't appear that he's in here today. So, yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I was born west of the Mississippi, but that's... Yeah, like I say, for the most part, that's all that I know is just what's over in Minnesota and a little ways up into places. So it's about an hour and a half from Canada, an hour and a half from Seattle. So Northwest Washington. Okay. One second here. I got to take care of something. All right, that'll take care of that for a little while. Uh, I was born and raised in West Tennessee. Oh, that's that's a nice place. I've got family that lives down in uh, West Tennessee. And I've actually been to Nashville. I went to a wedding in Nashville. That was interesting. They had it right at the Gaylord Opryland. It was amazing, just the attention to detail that they have in that hotel and everything else that they put in there and all the other stuff that they do with it. I mean, they had it out in this nice bazaar too. There was a church right in the place. That the Gaylord Opryland is like a village. Like it's a city in and of itself. You can spend an entire week in Nashville and never leave the Opryland. Which other than going to my aunt and uncle's house, we actually did. Pretty much spent the entire week in the Opryland. And you'll never explore the whole thing either. That's the insane part about it. The Gaylord Opryland is bigger than the town I grew up in. Wrap your head around that. Let's see. Sounds fun. Nashville's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all high-end stuff, but yeah, that is uh, that is bigger than the town I grew up in. So, it, I mean, it's great. There's a lot of vendors there. I actually got to go into, see, they were doing Grand Ole Opry, the music show. I got to see them uh, transmitting that live on the air, which was cool. Got to eat at some of the great restaurants. What was funny about it, too, is I've always been a little bit... Well, not always. I was into a, a into Voyager when it was new, but I wouldn't have really called myself a Trekkie at the time. I got a lot more into it when I got older, but there was a Trek convention that was going on that same weekend. And it was kind of neat just to see like the clash, the mishmash of things that were going on between the Southern culture and the Trek culture. I mean, everybody was super cool at the place, too. I actually went down and explored it a little bit. It was it was kind of cool to see. But, yeah, it was a neat hotel. I wish I could have seen more of Nashville while I was down there, but, you know, I wasn't driving. I didn't drive down. My sister and I both met up at uh, the camper that my uh, parents use in central Wisconsin, and my dad drove down the whole way. So... Anyway, let's keep going on here. I want to talk just a bit, unless you guys want to talk about something else here. I want to talk just briefly about, before we uh, start winding this down here, 
about this Ted Yoho and AOC thing that's been going on throughout the news because it's just ridiculousness. It's all political grandstanding, and for the most part, it really calls into question how somebody can use victim status for something that that person doesn't really have victim status to. So for those of you who don't know, uh, after giving a speech about people stealing bread, and that's the only reason they're doing so, because they're scared they can't pay rent up in New York City, I didn't know that bread came in 70-inch by 32-inch by 2-inch boxes, but apparently that's what bread comes in now. But that's all that they were doing, was, uh, stealing bread. She made this grand speech on the House floor about it and about what was going on with it. Her name, I got pizza in my fingers. Her name alone frustrates it. Yeah, just the talk that she does, just it frustrates everybody. Anyway, she made this grand speech on the House floor about all of this happening and was walking out of the steps. Uh, was apparently, and this is one of those things of, this happened, but nobody saw it happen. She apparently went down on the house steps and representative ted yoho muttered under his breath fucking bitch at her and now the whole world is in a tizzy now yoho has actually apologized for this which was dumb beyond fucking reason i still even though he's apologized for it i don't buy for a second that this happened this is one of those things where she was walking down the steps and somebody said something. Nobody is around to hear it. Nobody can attest to it. And I mean, apparently there was another representative and a reporter, both within earshot of it. And both of them, well, the other representative said it didn't happen. The reporter said that it did and swears that it did. This is a lot of he said, she said. And I don't buy a word of it. I don't buy a single instance of any of this. I think it's all bullshit. But it gave... AOC carte blanche to then get up on the house floor again and rebuke Ted Yoho and say that she's a strong empowered woman for the 50,000th time and that she her mama raised her that she doesn't have to take abuse from no man. Alright, let me give you a little bit of a history lesson on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So AOC, before she went into uh, the House of Representatives, was a bartender in Manhattan. Now, I'm not talking like upscale bartender in the upscale neighborhood that she grew up in, that she goes back to every weekend, or the part that wasn't New York City that she went to, Westchester, I think it was. And no, it wasn't Westchester. It was next to Westchester. Um, anyway, so she was a bartender in the inner city. So if she is that offended by those two words then something isn't coming out of the story. Or she is grandstanding for political points, which I'm going to go on the second part and say, no, she's just grandstanding for political points. And that is, once again, assuming the fact that this even happened, which I don't buy for a second. But, yes, now she's out giving out um, speeches on the House floor about, well, this is what the GOP is. This is abuse for women. And this is what we need to stand up and fight against. This is Trump's America. No. And I'm sorry. Ms. Cortez, if you think what Ted Yoho said is bad, you should hear some of the things I've called you on this channel. And back when I was doing a regular guest show, when I had different guests every week, you should hear what some of my other guests 
have called you on this show. Some of the things my other guests have called on called you on this show have made me blush. I believe it was the R-rated conservative that came on for the first time when we were talking about the fact that she was grandstanding over the fact she brought 1,500 jobs to New York City after chasing 30,000 jobs out of New York City. And as soon as I said her name, the R-rated conservative came up and said, that fucking nematode. So yeah, what Yoho allegedly called you is nothing compared to what the rest of us have called you and what I would call you to your face if you would ever come onto this channel for an interview because I know that you would do nothing but spout off your little grandstanding bullshit. So that's that happened there. And like I say, it it's a load of bullshit. That's all it is. It's political grandstanding. There's no merit or any basis or anything behind it. It's just her coming out there and saying, Anything that she can to try and push the tide back away from the GOP because I hate to tell you this and I hate to see this given my federalist basis in politics because I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. And I don't like the top-down approach that the Libertarian Party is taking because that's pretty much all that they run for is presidency and nothing else. I am a federalist. I am a states' rights activist. And I don't want to see the GOP get more power because it's going to be a lot of top-down Jesus, Jesus, morality police. President Trump aside, because he's not really a Republican either. I hate to tell you this, the Republicans are going to win this time around. It's not something I want to see, but it's going to happen. I'm almost ready to start putting money down on this. Because the odds are going to be massive out of this. But everything the squad spills out of their mouth is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Ilhan is done. AOC, unfortunately, is going to be there for a long time. She's going to become the swamp creature that never gets primaried. And she's, they're going to start pulling more people in. But Ilhan is done. Her anti-Semitic uh, language just killed her career. Absolutely killed her career. So she's done. She's gone. But yes, you're absolutely right. Everything else that they spill out of their mouth is bullshit. And yeah, it's it's grandstanding. And I love the fact that these people are the famous ones out of here. I mean, every once in a while, Crenshaw gets uh, gets a little bit of airtime. For, for the most part, you don't hear a word out of Dan, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Who? I don't know who you were asking about because I don't know how far of a delay you're on. Anyway, that's what I have on that. And yeah, you're right. It's it's the squad and it's their grandstanding. It's their bullshit. But yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty positive at this point that so it's shit like this that makes me believe that the GOP is going to win in November. That Trump is going to win and the GOP is going to take the House back. Unless there's some massive cheating scam going on there and... I'm sorry, but that's still in the cards, too. I do still think that that's a possibility to happen, but they are running scared right now. They are absolutely running scared. That's why you're seeing shit like this. That's why you're seeing Mary Trump's book come out. That's why you're seeing John Bolton's dumbass book. That's why they're cheering John Bolton, too, by the way. Fuck John Bolton and his WMD's lie. They're running scared right now, and they don't know what to do. They are trying; they're throwing anything at the wall to see if it sticks, including coming out and making up a story about another representative 
calling somebody a name. And this is the House of Representatives, for God's sake. Do you know what they did in the House of Representatives in the 18th century? They were fighting, brawling on the floor of the House of Representatives, of the Capitol building. They were brawling on the floor at the time. It was never meant to be a civil discourse. They called each other all kinds of names. Hell, Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton. That's what the House of Representatives was like. And to have some bartender from New York City magically make her way up through Congress and then get offended when somebody calls her a bitch, which she's probably been called numerous times. She's probably been hit on with that word numerous times as a bartender in New York. And that's the other thing, too. She's from New York. Do you know how they talk to each other in New York? And she went to Boston College. Do you know how they talk to each other in Boston? Yeah, this is nothing but grandstanding. Uh, let's see. Oh, Sparta's here right at the end. Sparta, I could have used you a little bit ago. I had somebody that needed to have a little bit of a timeout. In fact, that should actually be just about ending here in a little bit. Uh, let's see. BLM is the massive, uh, massive Democratic scam. I still think that Ginsburg is going to be the November surprise or October surprise, rather. She's going to retire, and that's going to throw everything into chaos. Who do you want to win out of all the nominees versus Trump? I am actually, I don't want to see anybody win versus Trump, and I don't want to see Trump win either. I am not voting for a president this year. And I have gotten into a few arguments with a few people at this point. My co-host works on the Jorgensen campaign, and I can't vote for Jorgensen. I don't align myself around her views enough to make her a comfortable candidate for me for the presidency. I am done at this point. What do you think about Yang? Uh, Yang is a communist who people believe he's good at math because he's Asian. But there's no basis behind his math. I've checked his math numerous times. And the stereotype about being Asian and math, Yang proved that wrong. Let's just say that. No. Um, this year, I decided that I'm not going to do a protest vote. I'm not going to vote against somebody. And I'm not going to vote for the sake of party. I'm not going to do any of those three things, and I've done all three of those things in my life. My vote for Trump was a vote against Hillary Clinton. My vote for Romney was a vote for, against Obama. And I've done a protest vote of writing myself in so I didn't have to vote for McCain or Obama. I'm not going to do any of those. If you want my vote for the presidency or any other office, because I'm not going to vote for my representative either, because he's a stark raving asshole and there's nobody good running against him. Which, I mean, he fills Paul Ryan's shoes very well. But no, I'm not going to vote for any of that. If you want my vote, you have to be the best possible candidate or I am leaving that line blank. Because you have not earned my vote. Do you think it's less patriotic not to vote? No. And it's reasoning like that. Where it's patriotic to vote, you have to do your civic duty, is the reason that we're in this fucking mess in the first place. It is the reason that this country looks the way it does, because the Democrats are putting somebody else or somebody up just for the sake of voting Democrat. And the Republicans nominated Donald Trump, a Democrat, 
a Manhattan Democrat, and are running him for the sake of being Republican. And sadly enough, this year the Libertarian Party is doing the same. I didn't like Gary Johnson, but he at least was principled enough in everything else that he did, and he would have been a good vote for the top of the Libertarian ticket. He was an idiot, but he was principled in the party's uh, principles. This vote because it's patriotic is... He's not doing a bad job, though. No, like I said, uh, I think I said this before you popped into the live chat here, but uh, no, I before the coronavirus, he had a solid C-plus presidency from me. After the coronavirus, I brought it down to C-minus, but yeah, he was a solid C-plus. And I mean, I said the same thing about Obama. Obama was hovering over the C-minus, D-plus range. Because one of the audience members said that, uh, yeah, P. Diddy told me to vote or die, though. Yeah, that's, that's going to be where we end this here, because... Yeah, P. Diddy is an asshole, too. Vote or die. And that's... Um, Freckled Liberty actually put this up on Twitter right before I went live, and I saw it. It actually might still be up here. Let me go check my Twitter feed to see if it's up at the top. No, it's not at the top anymore. It's all refreshed since then. But yeah, Freckled Liberty pointed out the fact that all the people that are rushing out to push the, the Get Out the Vote campaign... All assume that everybody that they get out to vote is going to vote Democrat, and I'm sorry, but that's not going to be the case. It's just the assumption that anybody who, and that's that was the other thing too. I saw this a uh, couple years ago when I was talking about because I got into an argument with somebody online about whether or not I could vote Democrat again. Because I said I can't vote Democrat this time through. If you put up a decent candidate, you, I would vote Democrat, and. I, he ripped me up and down and says, well, you voted for Trump. You are never allowed to vote Democrat again. Never, ever vote Democrat again. I said, well, as somebody that doesn't want Democrats to win, I approve that message, and I hope you go spread it out around. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. You can't say that. We have, there were 70 million people that didn't vote last year. We're going to count on them to win. Okay, you're going to make the assumption that every one of them is going to vote Democrat, asshole. So yeah, that's what all of this is getting to at this point. And I think we're going to start wrapping it up here. So I want to thank everybody who came out and uh, popped in for the live chat. That's why the Dems are losing support. Yeah, absolutely it is. I want to court as many people as I can to vote Federalist. Or come up actually with a decent Federalist party. A state's right party. Not try to institute full anarchy. Not shut down the federal government. But just... Neuter the federal government and put every decision that doesn't need to be solved at the federal government level back to the states. That's what we. That's the party that we need in this country. We don't need Democrat and Republican. They're the same fucking thing anyway at this point. It is time for us to get to a point where we put up a federalist party. We have a big government party and a federalist party. That's what it's time for in this country. J. Edgar for President, Federalist Party. I'm going to run on that in 2024. Year and Ill. You are actually popping in right at the end. I apologize. So, you are also from Turkey. Uh, we had some people that spoke your language here a little bit ago, but uh, they took off because I timed one of them out. Because he was just throwing swear words around. Get up there and run. It is kind of a... Uh, against 
my philosophy to run as president and want to be the president when I'm advocating for states' rights, but I think that's why they're all running for the Libertarian Party, for the presidency only too, but I'd vote for you at this point. Too bad the Minuteman Party died as soon as it was born. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a, a Minuteman Party. That's a good one. We could use the flag from Fallout 4. That could be our emblem, the flag from uh, the one that Sticks has behind him on all of his videos. That would be the party, and I bet you Sticks would join that too if we uh, got him on board. I'd vote for you at this point. Yeah, we need a states' rights party in this country. Absolutely do. Uh, welcome on in, Major Victory. I'm kind of I'm going to wrap it up here. I think it's time. So I want to thank everybody for coming in here. It's time for me to go out and uh, cook this margarita shrimp that I've had marinating for the last uh, couple hours. So pretty pumped about that i want to go have that i might put the recipe up somewhere so you guys can go and try that too plus i got the lieutenant dan grill the lieutenant dan grill it ain't got no legs i'm building legs for it but it ain't got no legs so let's run through the thank yous shall we we've got popcorn playa in here welcome thanks for coming in and chatting out here uh major victory coming in and uh rounding us out at the end remember if you guys want to come and check out oh, I'll go through the uh, sell the wares here at the end of this here. Uh, Irandil, yeah, sorry you popped in at the end, but uh, thanks for coming and checking us out, and thanks for seeing us from the other side of the world. That's awesome of you. Let's see who else was in here. Sparta was in here. Sparta00 Riot Control, one of our wonderful mods up in here. Thanks for coming and checking us out. Uh, Grandmaster UV, that was a new name. I hope you uh, stick around and check out the other shows as well. Thanks for coming in here. Uh, Shady Ninbiradiri. I think I pronounced that right. Thanks for coming in here. Uh, let's see. Senior the Mirabalar is the one that I had to time out, but still, thank you for coming in and making the show great here. Let's see. There were a couple others in here. Yeah, all the stickers that came in. 100 messages on a net talk on my small channel. That's awesome. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Shady Nin, we saw that one already. Oli Orange Juice, with one little message about Canada. Sorry you feel that way about Canada, I kind of enjoy it. Let's see, who else is in here? More of the Turkey Crew. Uh, Batuhan Akkad, 67, thanks for coming in and checking us out. More Major Victory. McConnell Smuggles Coke was in here, that's uh, awesome of you, thanks for coming and checking us out. Uh, Sergeant Peterson, Blind Fear, Saint, uh, Gay Bitches, with a little bit of the middle school humor. Thanks for that one here. Uh, Conservative Patriot as well. Thanks for coming in and beginning out the show. That's everybody here. So you can come and find this over on demand if you're just catching us now or just coming into the live chat now. You can find this once it processes over on YouTube and over on bitshoot.com. Go and check us out over there. Or you can find us on the audio platforms. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And remember, if you're over on iTunes, leave us that five-star rating and a good review that helps us move up the charts and overcome Apple's algorithms. That's the same thing with the YouTube as well. If you're over on YouTube, leave us that thumbs up because that also helps us move up uh, YouTube's algorithms. It helps tell YouTube what people want to see, not Katy Perry and Will Smith. So come and check us out over there. 
or you can go find us over on the Freedom Scoop Media Group, where you can find Stephen Ignoramus, The Generational Gap. You can find The R-Rated Conservative, The Freckles and Brit Show, and The Breakdown with Birkenhoff. So come and check that out as well. We are looking forward to seeing all of, uh, all of you in there and all the other shows and all the other live streams. Remember, we will be back here on Monday morning at 7 a.m. sharp for more contemporary. So come and check that show out. That's my morning show. Unfortunately, I don't interact with the live chat as much as I do here. So that's why I do this show so I can make up for the live chat loss from there. So come and check the headlines out. We would love to be your morning headline show and commentary show as well. Or you can find me Monday night on the Red and Ed show. So with my wonderful co-host Elaine. Looking forward to that. I'm going to finish out the itinerary for that as soon as I'm off the air here, as soon as I got my dinner done and not cooked. Or you can find me on Tuesday nights on Ed's World Gaming. So come and check us out over there. I'm going to continue playing Fallout New Vegas and see if we can get any further in that. And as always, never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusions. And that's going to be it for the day. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out, and take care.